Good Shepherd Sermon for Sunday, February 18th, 2024, Pastor Paul Tolbert. Good Shepherd Lutheran Church and School is located in Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, in the United States. Our mission is simple and bold. We seek to grow in faith and knowledge of our Savior Jesus. We want to make him known to others so they too might share in the joy Jesus won for them. Here's Pastor. God's word for meditation is taken from a letter that the Apostle Paul was given the words to write to some Christians living in a city called Rome. Rome was a capital of the Roman Empire at that time. Rome was the empire that uh, put Jesus to death, uh, accusing him, giving a kangaroo court, uh, having him nailed to a cross, publicly shamed, and uh, executed by the state. And then on the third day, he came back to life again. Uh, Rome did not like the fact that he came back to life again, and they tried to put a squelch on that. And so what happened is God knew, as he always does, he knows the future. So he knew that his people were going to be really, really stressed and really disturbed by all the problems that are going to be coming. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. And then Jesus said, take heart, I have overcome the world. And so these are the words that the Apostle Paul told, told his congregation in Rome, and they were words given to him by the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8, starting with verse 31. What can we say about all these things? Since God is for us, who can be against us? God did not keep his own son for himself, but gave him for us all. Then with his son, will he not give us all things? Who can say anything against the people God has, God has chosen? It is God who says they are right with himself. Who then can say we're guilty? It was Jesus Christ who died. He was raised from the dead. He is on the right side of God, praying to him for us. And who can keep us away from the love of Christ? Can trouble or problems? Can suffering wrong from others or having no food? Can it be because of no clothes or because of danger or war? The holy writings say, because of belonging to Jesus, we are in danger of being killed all day long. We are thought of as sheep that are ready to be killed. But we have power over all these things through Jesus who loves us so much. For I know that nothing can keep us from the love of God. Death cannot. Life cannot. Angels cannot. Leaders cannot. Any other power cannot. Hard things now or in the future cannot. The world above or the world below cannot. Any other living thing cannot keep us away from the love of God, which is ours through Christ Jesus our Lord. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our defender. Amen. I now invite the children to come up here for a, a brief children's devotion having to do with um, good old Orville.
Popcorn. I like popcorn. My children know this is my favorite vegetable. Popcorn. Uh, whenever you have a movie night, wonderful thing. Uh, Amanda Irwin, she's our preschool teacher. She always makes extra popcorn and makes sure that there's extra popcorn just so I can have extra popcorn. She knows it's my favorite. It's wonderful. Thank you again, Amanda, for that. Um, this is uh, popcorn, and I'd like to share some with you. Can I share some with you? All right. Here you go, sir. And he's saying, well, he's smiling, but he's like, well, I'm not really eager to get that because if he bites into this, his mom's got to take him to the dentist, you know, because it's too hard. It's not going to work. You know what has to happen to popcorn? You have to heat it up. And when you heat it up and heat it up, and then eventually it pops, and then you can eat it, and then it tastes delicious, especially with lots of butter and, and lots of salt and stuff. Butter, salt, oh man, so good. Yeah, a little, oh yeah, it's good, yeah. So this, every time you have popcorn, you can remember, hmm, this popcorn can remind me of something, can remind me of, oh, that's right. In this world, it is sometimes hard, and sometimes I wonder, I can even wonder sometimes, it's so hard, I wonder, where's God? You know, I'm hurting. I'm, my, 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 my pet passed away. My pet died. It's sad. Or my friend moved. Or I got a bad grade in school. Or you know, all sorts of things can happen that are really, really icky. And we sometimes forget that Jesus went through all of that. He went through all sorts of bad stuff because Jesus wanted us to know something. That in God's plan, when Jesus went through all the bad stuff for all of us, he did that on purpose so that we would know for sure that it was all paid for. How do I know that for sure? Well, when he went through all that bad stuff, it's kind of like being in a pressure cooker, a lot of hotness, God pour out all of his heated anger on Jesus because you and I lie. You and I disobey mom and dad. You and I are lazy. You and I, we just don't like to do things. We don't, you and I, I remember as a kid, there were times when I fought my mom and dad because I didn't want to come to church. Forgetting that God's church is full of people that are going to be in heaven. That Forgetting that this whole building is now packed full of angels. I just can't see them. So because I couldn't see them, because I couldn't remember, I, got, I whined and complained. All of those sins God put on his son, and it's like in a, over the fire, he just, he just burned all of his anger on, on Jesus. And then they took his body, and they put it into a tomb. And they thought, well, got done with that. But God's plan had Jesus going beyond that. God's plan was Jesus coming back to life again. So now, 
what happens is whenever there's something really bad happening, I just remember it's kind of like popcorn. Popcorn's really, really bad, gets really, really hot, and all of a sudden, boosh! That's what happened on Easter. Boosh! On the third day, Jesus came back to life again, and that's what's in here. To remind you that, oh yeah, there's some really good stuff here. There's really good stuff here. It's really good, I'm telling you. It's really good. It's delicious. Uh, but as I was telling one of the moms ahead of time, although I'm eating it now to let you know it's safe to eat, yours is waiting for you back in the kitchen because I don't want you to uh, be throwing popcorn at everybody. <laughs> Let's fold our hands and pray, shall we? And dear Jesus, thank you for reminding us that all our sins are gone. Thank you for reminding us that you have given us something even tastier than popcorn. It's kind of like we have to wait for this popcorn until after church. Well, we have to wait for heaven until after this life. But the cool thing is, we know it's coming. Just like we know the popcorn is coming. So thank you so much in your name. Amen. And now, I'm going to ask Marcus to please Marcus is going to be my messenger. He's going to take this back to the kitchen, and then you're going to come back and sit with your mom. Okay? Thanks. Pardon me? Oh, yeah. We're going to, we can do it right now. How's that? And you can go sit down. You can go sit down. Kind of a scary time back in the early Christian days. Very scary. Um, you come home, you wouldn't know whether or not your home would be there, whether or not Romans would be greeting you at the door. You would not know. And so when they gathered and they heard they got a letter from the Apostle Paul, that was kind of special. And they came to hear God's letter written to them. I don't know what's going on in your life right now. My guess is, is that if you're like all of us, there are things out there that you're kind of wondering whether or not God loves you. Maybe you're, you're wondering, man, I, I've, I've sinned so much. I said, God, I'm not going to sin anymore. I'm not going to sin anymore. I'd, could you even love me? I mean, I've, I've, I've spit in your face so many times. I made a promise I would be faithful to you, and I wasn't. And I'm giving all sorts of people all sorts of reasons to dishonor you because of my behavior. I am so sorry, God. I, could you even love me? God knows that we are going to think like that. He had the same type of temptation. Now, Mark only talked about it a little bit in his gospel, but remember when he went into the wilderness? For 40 days and 40 nights to be tempted by the devil. My guess is one of the temptations was, is God good, Mr. Jesus? That's probably what Satan was whispering in his ear. Because Jesus was pushed out into the wilderness. He was driven out there by the Holy Spirit. 
So as he's driven out there, it looks to be as if God doesn't want him around. And for 40 days and 40 nights, there's nobody there. It says Satan, day and night and day and night, coming up and saying, is God good? Does God really care about you, Mr. Jesus? Where's your food? Where's the honor that's due to you? Where's the respect? Yeah. Jesus was tempted just like you and I. The difference with Jesus, for our sake, he never fell into sin, never fell for the lies, and that's how come you and I are absolutely sure. When we say, what can we possibly say? God proclaims his gospel, and God's family is protected. That's what he's talking about here. Reading from the NIV, because I love this one. This is my one that I got out of the seminary with. What then, what then, shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, which we know he is, who can be against us? Well, think of all the enemies against us. So all of a sudden, now you know, wait a minute, God is for us. What's his name? Emmanuel, God with us. He is for us. He came to rescue us. If God is for us, who can be against us? Well, you look on the history. Uh, anyone who went against God, anyone, lost. So I have a record of, oh, 6,000 years of battles of people fighting God and 6,000 years of God winning every time. And he's on my side. <sighs> he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he, not also along with him, graciously give us all things? It's a good reminder. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It's God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus, who died. So now we know, oh yeah, in the last day, I'm going to be standing in the judgment throne of throne room of God and the one who's making the announcement Christ Jesus who died and why did he die make no mistake it was my sin make no mistake it was your sin not your neighbor's sin not the sin of the person sitting in the pew in front of you or next to you it was your sin for which Jesus Christ came and died, God's son. But lest we feel like, oh man, how could God ever forgive me? Listen to what he continues. He says, who is he that condemns Christ Jesus who died more than that? Who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God, and is also interceding for us. That's a big word, interceding. Interceding means I'm going on behalf of someone else. I'm stepping in to pray for someone else. So the one who died for my sin, knowing exactly what kind of a guy I am, knowing exactly what kind of people you are, Jesus stepped in and he died, and now that same person is in heaven at this moment, praying 
for us. Can you get your soul wrapped around that wonderful truth? He is praying for us, interceding for us, that the Father would find a way to bless us and show us extended mercies and kindness. Wow. That's the gospel. The good news that Christ Jesus died for your sins and freed you completely. Who shall separate us from the love of God, of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it's written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. The Holy Spirit says, I know what's going on. I know how people look at you. you. You look powerless. You look as if God doesn't care. You look as God has forgotten you. You need to remember, God has not forgotten you. He gave up his son for you. He is not going to forget you. I'm convinced, he says. I am convinced. Not that I, I choose to believe. No, no, no. The Lord convinced me with his wonderful good news that he has forgiven all my sins before I even asked. I was not even on planet Earth when Jesus lived and died for me. In fact, when God decided this whole plan of forgiving us our sins, that was done in eternity. Before he even created anything, he chose us to be in him. In fact, the Apostle John says, we love God because he first loved us. Wow. So he says, I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The gospel is what creates faith in me. The gospel is what you hear every time you get together with God's people around God's word. It's a wonderful thing. It empowers us. It strengthens us. It keeps us close to him. It took me a long time to learn that. I want you to hear it right now because this is the power source right here, God's gospel in Jesus Christ. So, how does it really help? Whatever comes? Whatever? Yes, whatever. God's gospel will never, ever be away from you. It doesn't matter if it's something on the outside coming to get you. It doesn't matter if it's something on the inside like a feeling of guilt. God has got you covered no matter what. So when you walk into the doctor's office and you hear whatever the doctor has to say, God's got you. When the police officer is writing out that ticket because you broke the speed limit and you're feeling guilty and you're wondering, man, I knew better and I sinned anyway, God's got you. His love is inseparable. He will always keep you close to himself. Always. 
He is always forgiving us. We have a hard time understanding that. And so what happens is, as you go back in history, you can look at men who, and women who have lived before us, who've gone through difficult times, and you can learn from what happened to them. There's a, a pastor, we share the same first name, his name is Paul, but his last name is Gerhardt. Uh, Paul Gerhardt lived at the time of the Thirty Years' War, way, way back when in Europe. And during that time, it was a terrible time. It started when he was a kid, lasted 30 years. <laughs> and what happened is, is that the destruction of war, a lot of people died, thousands. But not just from the war, from the disease that would come after the war. And not just from the disease, from the starvation that happened because the farmers couldn't go out and plant and harvest their food. It was one thing after another. It was natural for people to say, is God good? Does God know what's going on? Does God care? He wanted to be a pastor in all this mess. So he started out to be a pastor. By the age of 44, he still had not gotten his first call after getting all the training. But he finally did get one at the age of 44. He went to a small congregation, but they could not support him enough so he could feel good to go and find a, a wife, a helper, to help him in the ministry. He couldn't have found, It took him another three years before he was able to be married. When he was married, the Lord blessed him. He had five children. Four of them died in infancy or young childhood. You're having a man who's living in bad times, surrounded by all sorts of wickedness and violence, who had incredible things happen to him that were just heart-wrenching. And what did he do? He preached to his congregation and he preached to himself that nothing is able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is the gospel. And you have that clear and you have that firm. What did, the, what did this, this man write? We sang two verses of the hymn that he wrote. I love these last verses I'm going to share with you. It says, No angel and no gladness, no throne, no pomp, no show, no love, no hate, no sadness, no pain, no depth of woe, no scheming, no contrivance, no subtle things or great, shall draw me from your guidance, nor from you separate. My heart, my heart with joy is springing. I am no longer sad. My soul is filled with singing. Your sunshine makes me glad. The sun that cheers my spirit is Jesus Christ, my King. The heaven I shall inherit makes me rejoice and sing. I am convinced that the same Jesus Christ who walked this planet and ascended to heaven is going to come back again. I am convinced that the same gospel affected this man 
and cause those words to be written. I am convinced that you and I right now are living still with Jesus Christ, who is promised wherever two or three are gathered together in my name. There am I. Remember how we began this worship service? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. There's someone who's watching online who, when we began that service, she was reminded of the first time that she was baptized because the hymn that we sang is the hymn that was used when she was baptized. We are washed and adopted into God's family of faith. What a great treasure that is. Hang on to that. No matter what comes, stay convinced. Nothing's going to keep you away from Jesus Christ our Lord. In his name, so let us live this week. Amen.